Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Swipe up episode 214. This is the show where I share my opinions on current events, whether you like it or not. Let's get into it, shall we? Starting off with this first story, not very controversial, I would say. Uh, it would be very funny to see people... Uh, Get, uh, get upset with my opinions on this story but mike tyson and evander holyfield team up to launch ear shaped edibles and of course the ear has a little bite taken out of it because as everyone i'm sure should know if especially if you're a boxing fan or not just a, a somebody plugged into pop culture that's you know probably my age i guess i don't remember exactly when this happened but uh uh, it refers to the time where they fought one of uh, a rematch they had. I think it was a rematch. And uh, both of them kind of late later in their careers. And Mike Tyson was losing and decided to bite a chunk out of Vander Holyfield's ear. And, uh, you know, as time heals all wounds, uh, I guess so does the the bond between these two professional boxers as they get together uh, to uh, offer what I, is a fun a fun kind of uh, unique edible, I would say. Uh, you know, they look delicious. They look like sour gummies uh, ears. You know, with a chunk bit out of them, and uh, you know it's nice to see these two guys bury the hatchet as it were i'm sure they you know mike tyson is kind of when he was doing the one-man show and it really seemed like he reevaluated his life and himself as a person and and kind of uh made amends in a lot of ways for a lot of the things that he did in his past that were just kind of horrific and monstrous uh so i would imagine during that time is when he kind of made amends for what was a pretty unsportsmanlike thing to do in a boxing match biting evander holyfield's ear off but uh you know it it always it's just proof that you know you can get past you can get past a guy biting a chunk out of your ear especially if you're gonna make money i mean i would imagine mike tyson's weed brand that he's been i don't know probably the last decade i would imagine he's been uh, developing is uh, probably going to be a good money maker for him. Let's see if this. The boxing legends are using the infamous moment where Tyson bit a chunk of Holy uh, Holyfield's ear off during their heavyweight title match in 1997. Man, I can't believe it's been that long uh, to create the quote unquote Holy Ears, the THC and Delta Eight THC infused edibles that are shaped like bitten ears which will launch in november through tyson 2.0 the boxers cannabis company i would love to try it i haven't had weed or edibles in i mean it's getting close to a year this has been my most sober year 2022 stopped i've you know gotten drunk maybe i can count on my my one hand how many times I've drank alcohol this year and uh, I stopped smoking weed whenever the, the weed I had left over at the end of last year ran out. 
uh, is when I stopped. And I uh, haven't purchased weed this year. And I haven't purchased alcohol. The alcohol I've purchased has been uh, from a friend just getting it for me. So, you know, uh, I would love to. I did love edibles, man. The One of my favorite things to do on edibles, one, take high-dose edibles, right? If I'm not freaking out or feeling like, horrible things are going to happen. I haven't had enough edibles, right? I don't do moderate doses of edibles. That's not why I'm, I'll smoke weed if I want just a little bit of a high. I want edibles. One, they make me, I love stretching on edibles. I love using my, my massage roller, right? I, I, anytime I have muscle pain, like edibles are the greatest. Stretching feels the best. I also love watching stressful suspense thriller movies like the movie captain phillips specifically i remember watching that uh, or uh free solo the documentary about the guy who climbs up the the mountain without any ropes right it's it the edible will put you in right i was in that ship when the somali pirates took it over i was on the mountain with alex Hon. i think it's alex honnell uh, as he was cry- climbing that mountain without any ropes, right? It, 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 it puts you into the movie unlike 3D or surround sound could ever do, right? The most immersive experience is on a high-dose edible. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to have some of those and uh, watch a movie, you know? I, I don't know what movie. I don't know what I'd, I'd probably... It would probably, because I have, like, my tolerance is gone, it would probably wouldn't take much uh, to get to make me blast off, but uh, you know that's it's cool. It's a nice little heartwarming story in some ways. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. I figured out a way on my website to offer prints for every single painting. So if you go to a painting, you can buy the original painting or you can buy a print for everything. Artwork that you don't want to spend $100 plus on 9 by 12 inch ink painting on paper. $100 for the original one of a kind piece of artwork. Paintings range in price depending on their size. The 8 by 10 print, $20. Available in the store at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Uh, Let's move on to another story that hopefully won't be that controversial. Uh, this one is a guy who made a 3,000-pound tomb to bury in the ground, and inside of the tomb was encased a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. On the outside of the tomb, in gold, uh, gold leaf lettering are the ingredients of flaming hot Cheetos. Uh, I, 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 like many humans who have eaten flaming hot cheetos who are addicted to flaming hot cheetos who regret eating the bag of flaming hot cheetos the next morning uh i love this idea uh so this guy making a 3,000 pound reinforced concrete sarcophagus for a bag of flaming hot cheetos then burying it for future civilizations to find now i saw the making of video of this uh, sarcophagus of how he, you know, made the frame, made the the bottom part of the the sarcophagus, and then the bag of flaming hot Cheetos are in like a plexiglass box that is filled with resin, and then strung with wire 
to the edges of the sarcophagus, which you see in the second photo there, or the third photo. So the, the Flaming Hot Cheetos is then suspended in the center of the sarcophagus to, to withstand earthquakes or whatever it is, I would imagine, and encased in, so it's airtight, right? Nothing can get in. No, no bacteria can rot away to open up the bag and get to the Cheetos. I can't imagine what it would be like future civilizations to find that i can't imagine right did that is that what the the egyptians do right i don't think so it's just it's kind of a crazy idea but also kind of great i don't know why it's so big like so long it's like it's made for a body probably in order to make people who find it think that it's a body and encourage them to open it up even though the outside has the gold lettering of the ingredients which modern day people won't be able to decipher those words of those ingredients the chemicals that are involved in making flaming hot cheetos but yeah a kind of a crazy idea and inch like and if, as like far as all of the kind of snacks that you could do I mean, culturally, Flaming Hot Cheetos, I mean, they inspired all other brands to release their version of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Even other brands of chips have that Flaming Hot. And none of them, they're good, but none of them really compare to that unique addiction that you get while eating Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like, you can't, like, I want to buy a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos so bad so bad right now you have no idea the amount of desire i have at this very moment to just leave this podcast and go buy a bag of flaming hot cheetos and eat every single one of them right just my fingers will be red my intestines will be just angry at me tomorrow right thankfully uh, like Flaming Hot Cheetos and spicy food is what inspired me to invest in bidets. Not really. I bought a bidet because I can't help. I love spicy food and there is just the perfect mixture of the Flaming Hot and the Cheeto that is just undeniably addictive. I love it so much. I really wish I had them. And the other versions are okay. Like the Flaming Hot Cheeto fries are okay. The Flaming Hot, I've had like the Flaming Hot Doritos, Flaming Hot Ruffles. There's, you know, the Flaming Hot other stuff is okay. But nothing is at the level. I've had off-brand Flaming Hot Cheetos. They're okay. Right? Nothing is quite as good. Like some other brands, they just have too much of a chemical-y taste to them. Right? Like the, uh, what are those round chips that are like... They're like Doritos, but they're rolled up like a joint. Uh, Takis. Are they Takis? In Fuego. Too, too chemically of a taste. Right? A little bit too much. Not, not the right enough balance of flavor and heat. But Flaming Hot Cheetos, man. Great idea. You know, I almost wish I had a time machine. 
just to see what it looks like when people open that up and see what is this very colorful thing that is suspended right it's full of chemicals people i'm sure people would be like this is not they didn't eat this did they people put this in their body right that's how you get that's how you get a physique like like mine right it just goes right in the gut right in the gut anyway great idea love it all right let's move on to what might be the only controversial this will be the only story i can imagine people crying in my comments about but this story, billionaire Jeff Bezos says he plans to give away most of his fortune to charities. Doesn't really specify that. His quote on here is, the hard part is figuring out how to do it in a levered way. Uh, you know, uh, billionaires giving money away to charities is really just kind of, you know... They could change humanity with the money they have. You know, Bill Gates is supposed to be like this big philanthropist guy. I don't really see life changing much since he started donating money. I don't see money that Jeff Bezos donates to be changing life much at all. Usually charities end up being more like tax shelters for them where they, you know, are able to funnel their money into an organization where they control the spending and help out their friends in in ways. I don't know. Like you could he could end hunger in the world. He could end homelessness. Like there are huge issues that he could with a fraction of his wealth change humanity for the better. Right. There was even that time where Elon Musk said that he would if 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 somebody put forth a the numbers of him being able to spend his money to end hunger. To end I think it was hunger or homelessness. He would do it. And of course they did. They presented him with here. This is what you need to spend. This is how it would work. And it would end it. And he never did. Obviously, he'd rather spend $44 billion on a social media platform in order to bring back uh, a guy who tried to overthrow the government, uh, a musician who is supporting white supremacist views and anti-Semitism, like to bring back all of the people who spread the most hate speech, who inspire hate in people. He spent $44 billion to destroy a social media platform, gut, completely get rid of all of the employees, and bring back people that are the hate speech figureheads, uh, the figureheads of white supremacy. So, you know, it, this is nice PR for Jeff Bezos. Sure. Right? What he could start by doing with the money that he has is paying the people that work for his company, Amazon, a living wage, allow them to unionize instead of, as all corporations are, fighting against union unionizing. Like, there are things within the companies he currently owns and operates 
in order to change the lives of those people who work for him that helped get him the billions of dollars that he owns, the people who are responsible for making his money, he could effortlessly change their lives for the better by just paying them more. But instead, he wants to donate that money to a charity in which he can leverage that, those donations in a way that's positive for him. Right? He doesn't actually want to do good for humanity. He just wants the illusion of doing good as a means to improve his social standing and the optics of him as a billionaire, as an oligarch. But, you know, it's it's laughable. It's laughable that any billion like, OK, you want to like you don't have to release a press release to notify people through the press that you're going to donate money. Right. If if a billionaire really wanted to do good, they could just do good. They wouldn't necessarily have to publicize it. Right. Because all this is is, is public relations trying to boost his brand overall trying to make amazon and his space tours you know just trying to make the companies that he owns look better in the public sphere but in reality he could do good things for people that already work for him that actively give their lives working shitty jobs for shitty pay that he could change overnight and that would boost his overall optics in the public sphere, right? That's something you could publicize. Like Jeff Bezos is giving all of his employees a 200% raise. Every single employee that works for Amazon can afford to buy a house, right? That's something that no company can say. But Jeff Bezos could make a reality if he wanted to, but he won't because he wants to shield his money from taxes, probably because he's afraid that if the Republicans don't rig the votes enough and lose their control, that billionaires and millionaires might actually get taxed in a fair way instead of putting all of the burden on the middle class and lower class people to pay all of the taxes while millionaires and billionaires use every loophole to not do anything to not contribute to a country that allowed them to gain that billions of dollars so trigger warning to all of the billionaire bootlickers out there Kissing Jeff Bezos's ass isn't going to make you wealthy. Defending wealthy people isn't going to get you in their club. And crying in my comments about it, trying to act like you are the voice of reason and all-knowing knowledge is not going to make you respectable in any community whatsoever other than the hate speech community, which congratulations.
Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show let's move on to the last and final story which it's a bigger issue than just what the story is the story is ai can now make fake selfies for your tinder profile i mean the big idea is ai in general and how it's going to eliminate so many jobs so many jobs I mean, it's one thing for somebody to get doctored photos to use in their Tinder profiles, right? I mean, Photoshop's existed. People have been able to do that in general. There's been filters on photo apps for years. So having an AI render an even better quality version at an easier amount of less amount of time isn't that surprising, right? I don't it's not I don't care. Right. It's like just changing the angle that the picture is taken can drastically alter the overall look and appearance of a person. Right. Anybody who's ever been on any kind of date from a dating site is, you know, when you see the person that they aren't going to look like their pictures because of all of the things. So being surprised that there's AI versions of their pictures, whatever. My thing is, the reason why I chose this story to talk about is because AI and these tools to create images, they're same tools that can write blogs, they're same tools that are going to be able to create video content from just a, a word prompt, right? You go to a site like the Dolly 2, I, forget, I think that's what it's call, called, right? You go in, you type in, chair that looks like an avocado and it renders a picture of a chair that looks like an avocado i've used dolly to create images for my blog post just as like a an image that kind of represents uh, what i'm talking about i've used it to generate images for uh some of the album art for old podcasts that i used to promote i just migrated all those things over to inspire disorder plus and converted all the audio files into video files and i rendered some uh some art to be displayed while the, the audio is playing to represent the podcast itself because i didn't ever have or don't have any more the original podcast artwork for that those shows and it's effortless and what I've seen, there are tons of industries that are going to be affected by the fact that AI can do all of these things, right? Graphic design is going to be photography. 
you can you can render in AI photorealistic images that you want. You can render in AI images that look like they were painted with oil paints, pastels, watercolor. You can choose the style, surreal, expressionist, minimalist, right? You can you can choose to do these things with just a few word prompts. You can have a complete story generated from AI just by giving it a few ideas, a few keywords, right? There, there's going to be, there's AI that, that writes code, so coders are going to be replaced. Um, there's going to be with video, video, audio, with the whole deep fake thing, actors, musicians, composers, writers, there's only going to be a few people that are going to have these jobs. Most of the people that are working these like regular day job versions in these industries are going to be replaced by AI because AI is cheap. You don't have to pay AI a yearly salary, an hourly wage. AI doesn't need health care. AI doesn't need 401k benefits. Right? AI doesn't complain AI is ready to go. It's n it's always in your office. It never goes home. It's working whenever you need it to work. Right? We are going to be getting in a very few years massive industries being replaced with AI. Serious. Right? In the same ways that a lot of draw jobs that require people to drive are going to be replaced by self-driving cars, that's going to be an eventuality. In that same way, people who have graphic design jobs, people that have video editing, audio editing, photography, videography, all coding, programming, majority of those jobs are going to be replaced by AI. Right? If you're a business like me, right? I'm a small business. I do everything myself. I know Photoshop. I know how to edit audio, I know how to edit video, I know how to do design, but am I gonna spend an hour designing an idea or am I gonna put in, go to a site that has AI generated content? Am I gonna go to a site and just type in a few words and use that? Cause it's easier, takes zero time, costs me zero money, right? Time is money for me. So I could spend, if I could, like for doing promos in the future, if I could instead just input what I need an AI to say, get an AI-generated person, right? Eventually, I won't even have to record this podcast. I mean, that is the only thing that is going to separate me from companies that regurgitate and produce content, right? Like my artwork that I create, my ink paintings, Maybe you, you can find uh, an AI thing to generate my style of artwork. But you can see, you can watch me create every piece of artwork that I make in my specific style. Right? That's something that maybe you could. I'm sure eventually they'll be able to be like, not only does it generate the finished image, but it can generate what it would look like for an artist to paint that image sure but for me 
you you come to me because you want to see me create the thing, right? I do all the work, right? I am the artist. I create the podcast. I edit the podcast. I create the artwork. I edit the videos for the artwork. I design the websites, right? You come to me for authentic. But even me, first little things, right? I got the podcast, Shit Happens, one of my first podcasts, 18 episodes, available in Spire Disorder Plus. I don't have album artwork. I never made album artwork for it, right? It was a podcast, solo podcast I did kind of just casually. But I generated, I, you know, I generated an image, put the image into Photoshop and put the title, put a little lens flare. So I, I diced, you know, I cleaned it up. I made, I did some stuff with it. There's another one I did of uh, Beyond Disorder. It was an after show for my podcast, Inspired Disorder podcast, right? Keith Spurlock, the host of that show had an idea of a giraffe riding a tricycle, right? So if you look at the album artwork, it's a giraffe riding a bicycle with the moon in the background. Looks like a kid's book, really. There's another one I did, only one episode, solo podcast, Dancing Elephants. Literally typed in Dancing Elephants. Boom, used it, right? Looks like a little illustrated, these elephants dancing in a nightclub easy i'm not going to spend an hour or two coming up with album artwork for podcasts that are going on to inspire disorder plus i'll just you know i'll get the most bang for my buck just doing that shortcut so sure are tinder pictures going to look great and not be representative of reality. They already are, you know? It's more, it's, it's, it's more rare to find an authentic picture on a dating app already before AI kind of is becoming ubiquitous. But yeah, everything's gonna be. I mean, most pictures people put on their social media of themselves is doctored in some way. So the thing that I'm more concerned with are the creative industries, right? Like there's musicians that come up with jingles. Now you'll be able to go to an AI generator, type in, and it'll just be able to come up with jingles for you, right? So why would a company need to go to an artist, somebody who composes jingles? Just use AI. Why would a company go to uh, you know, graphic designer, marketing team. You just generate AI. Way, way less overhead. It's going to be insane. There's going to be massive amounts of people out of work. <laughs> it's going to be, like, I know a lot of people in industries that aren't going to have jobs because they will be replaced with AI. Video game coders, engineers, artists, graphic artists, it's it's crazy times we're going to and it's it's not gonna like things are gonna get really weird things are gonna get really weird uh writers copywriters all that kind of stuff so anyway that's my thoughts on ai in general that it's kind of a doomsday thing <laughs> i don't it's not gonna get good it's not gonna get good and it's it's a weird thing like to hear artists talk about it because 
there was already a stigma for artists using computers in general, right? For using using a projector in order to do a mural. I had issues with that, right? I was like, you should do that by hand, right? But yeah, it's easy. It's a tool. Use a tool. People using Photoshop, generating an image, their reference image in Photoshop, and then copying that reference image, right? It makes it so much easier to do it. But now you don't even have to do that. Now you can just fully generate it from a few words. Where AI art is taking over somebody who has zero art ability, zero technical ability to paint, draw, design, just writes a prompt in an AI and sells prints of the artwork that the AI made. That's a reality. There's AI, AI, people are profiting off of artwork made by AI right now, today. And there's artists who create artwork by hand using paint and pencil and watercolor and ink that are struggling. I mean, me included. But, you know, hopefully there will be a movement in people who want to collect art from people who make art in a certain way who are doing it in a traditional way somewhat traditional way right collecting artwork created by a human versus created by ai that's the hope that's the hope but we'll see i mean who's going to be collecting art if everybody's unemployed uh but anyway let's do some shout outs and get out of here shout out to pubity shout out sunday.nobody.art Shout out KTLA 5 News and shout out Motherboard Vice. But most importantly, shout out to you. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you